0: Good morning everyone. Let's stand this morning. It's nice to see everyone. Those watching online, we welcome you. Thank you for joining. It is a beautiful day to worship our Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we just praise you, Father God. We come here expecting today, Lord. We expect miracles, signs, and wonders, Lord. We are living in the last days, Lord, and we come expecting. We open up our hearts, Lord. And we receive every little thing that you have for us today, Lord. Every big thing that you have for us today, Lord. We just worship you this morning, Father God. We honor you, Lord. We glorify your name, Father God. We just thank you for your presence in this place today, Lord. We thank you for no destruction in this place, Lord. No this nothing can hinder. Nothing can come against you, Lord. Nothing can come against your power, Lord. We just worship you today, Lord. We just honor you this morning, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank you for revealing new things to us this morning, Lord. Thank you for showing us your glory, Father. Thank you, Lord. We just worship you. We glorify your name. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we enter into your presence, Lord, right now, right now we enter in with our hearts wide open, and we just worship you, oh, we just worship you. Hallelujah, oh, we surrender right now, oh, we welcome you, we welcome you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. grace thank you for your mercy and your grace that keeps us thank you lord
1: need to get woke. I'm alive in Christ. It doesn't get any more woke than that. It doesn't get any more woke than that. I'm alive in Jesus and he's
2: alive in me. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah.
1: Glory to God. Glory to God. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive. your mortal body by His very Spirit that works in you. (laughs) The same Spirit, we'll say it again, that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you. That same Spirit quickens your mortal body. Here,
2: <laughs> what are we gonna do?
1: <laughs> what
2: are we
0: gonna do? <laughs> all eyes are
1: on you. We just sang that. Through it all, my eyes are on you. All eyes are on you. Why don't you turn to someone this morning? Just, just here. Before you turn around, before you shake their hands, check your heart ask god what he wants you to tell him tell him something encouraging this morning just take a minute or two look at him and just say something encouraging to them even if it's you look nice you know something tell him something go ahead take a minute and do that this morning hallelujah glory to god. Woo. greater yeah that's encouragement greater is <laughs> he that's in you Okay, we're going to transition, <laughs> just, that, that, that train's going, <laughs> we're just, you know, just for a few minutes here, we're just, is that the fire, I thought that was a baby, I'm like, is that a baby crying that loud, fire truck, okay, there's a fire department right near us, so those listening on the recording, we, we hear it, that's what it is. All right, this morning, I've asked the treasurer of this house to come and give us a report, It's a good report, you're gonna enjoy this report, so ears open, come on Miss Patty, come on welcome her this morning.
3: Was so sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, I just want to praise everyone for your obedience and tithing and offerings, because God has blessed Father's House Family Church tremendously. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Now, our first quarter report of 2021 is January, February, and March and we're comparing it to the first quarter report of 2020, January, February, and March, and God has increased our net income by almost 400%. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And anybody wants more details or any more information, you can speak with Pastor Maria about that. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is I want to report on our building fund. Now, the original loan that was taken out for the roof was $50,000. Starting in January of 2021 of this year, the balance due was (laughs) $43,101.02. Now, by the end of March 2021, right, Year-to-date, we have paid $10,995.09 towards that loan, okay? Now, that's leaving a balance of $32,106.13. <laughs> so in just three months, we have paid over $10,000. And we're believing that this roof loan is going to be paid off by the end of this year, of 2021. And I believe it's going to happen. I believe it's going to happen. Now, the other thing I want to (laughs) discuss is a refresher on how to fill out the envelopes, our offering envelopes. (laughs) Now, you all know on our envelopes, soon we'll be getting new ones because we have some changes. But right now, with the ones that we have, the beginning part of this is always the credit card. Now all those who are using the credit card, you're doing a great job filling it out, filling in everything. But next is down here is your name, address, email, the date, and telephone number. If you could fill these out with your name, address, telephone number, email, because it keeps our records accurate and up to date. And the other thing, if you don't wanna fill it out, if you have those little sticky address labels, you can always put one of those right there. It's just so that it makes it easier. Now the other thing is we come down here to the boxes. (laughs) This can be a challenge right here. (laughs) Now when you are putting your checks, money, or whatever in the envelope, please check off your tithes, your offerings, building fund, but tell us how much you want in each spot. Now the other part is uh, where it says other. Now the other is missions, the youth ministry, children's ministry, and we have other ministries in this church also. We have women's, we have men's, we have the marriage ones. And if anybody wants a list of our ministries, I can get it to you. Because please indicate just the ministries that are in this church. Because people write other things in, and it it's not going to bless you. Because you're trying to give a blessing to this ministry that you're putting on the paper. But if it's not here, then it's hard to say where we're going to put it. So if you want to know anything else, just get a hold of me. I'll definitely give you a list of the ministries that are in our church, and you can bless whatever ministry you want. But the biggest thing is the other. <laughs> and please don't use it as a total. This other is also where you put money, where how much you want money to go where you want. So on that note, that. Uh, I just want to thank you all for being such a blessing, a blessing for our church. And I want to leave you with a scripture that the Lord had given me. It's in the New King James Version. It's 2 Corinthians 9, 10, 11, and 12. And it says, May he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While well, you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgiving to God. So I thank you all, you're all doing a great job, and I just praise God that this church is being so blessed. Amen. So give it to Pastor Maria. Amen. Yeah.
4: Thanks, Patty. Good job.
3: (laughs) Lord is awesome.
4: Is that too loud? might be too loud. Gentlemen, you can pass out the envelopes, please. While they're doing that, I just want to talk about the men's group. We're supposed to meet this Saturday coming up for breakfast at my house, 9 a.m. I'm going to put everybody that signed up on a text this week and let you know what I'm going to make for breakfast, and so we all can get on there if you want to bring something you can if you don't want to. you don't have to but we don't want five people bringing juice so (laughs) I'll also send you my address (laughs) yeah I'll also send you my um, address on that text so you you know where you're going we still got to figure out the name for the men's group and pastor Justin texted me yesterday with another name but one of the things he left me with was a scripture and I really like the scripture it just jumped out at me and it's First Chronicles 7.40, and it talks about the descendants of Asher. And we're the heads of families, choice men, brave warriors, and outstanding leaders. And I think that's going to fit our men's group perfectly. That verse, we're going to have a few more, but the vision I have is about iron sharpening iron and us just building each other up and just getting strong for the Lord and strong for each other. I can do the confession now. Everybody stand, please. Lord, you are awesome. That was great, great work, praise and worship team. Rarely yeah. puts the joy and peace in my heart when you guys are on point. Before we read this confession, I just want to say in, in the scripture, it says to not hold any grudges and you'll receive the blessing. So anytime you might have something that you're holding against somebody, just check it at the door. And then you come in here and we'll, you can give and receive the blessings. Amen. All right, ready? Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, and commissions, settlements, estates, and inheritances, interest in an income, rebates, and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels? Go get it and bring it to us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you can put your masks on and come on up and put your offering in the buckets. The faith project, the roof payment, as Pastor just said, it's a little lower last week. We received $290. Our goal is $400. We're remaining at $11,620, and our total received so far is $5,380. Amen. One thing I forgot to mention I talked to Pastor about this, about the men's group. Um, and I'll have a word for the guys. On Saturday at my house, I spoke briefly with Pastor Justin back there. The Holy Spirit's been putting in my heart how strong Jesus was. And I know I've been in Catholic churches and in Catholic households, and the picture on the wall is Jesus looking frail and worried and, and sad. But he wasn't like that. He was a strong man. And, of course, faith always connected to his father. And to think of how strong he must have been to endure the punishment he took going to the cross and carrying that cross. And so I'm going to talk about that a little bit. And that will go hand in hand with, you know, being mighty men of God and strong with each other and strong in God. Amen.
1: John Max. Oh, okay. There, I'm right. <laughs> sorry. I wasn't on. Um, so uh, my mentor is John Maxwell, and I've read this book for adults, and he wrote a teen version. It's called Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You and they crossed out Lose. You learn. A loss isn't totally a loss if you learn something from it. So I need a teen who wants this book to raise your hands quickly. <laughs> Raised it for him. <laughs> okay, Aaron, it's yours. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> he had a little help. <laughs> he had a little help. But he was willing. He was willing. <laughs> All right, children and teens, you could be dismissed this morning. You must be coming back for that. Let's pray real quick for the offering. Not real quick. We don't do it real quick. Who gave into the offering this morning, whether here in person or online, you see every seed, you see it, you acknowledge it, and I thank you for the blessing that's working in our lives, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich, and it adds no sorrow to it, and so I thank you, Father, that we are rich in the Lord in every area of our lives, we are rich in mercy, rich in grace, rich to administer it. We are rich in finances, rich in provision, rich in healing in every area of our lives. We declare it this morning, and we receive it by faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless the Lord. Thank you, sir. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's just a little ring. It might, it might be in the monitor. I'm not sure if it is. Um, I'm going to talk to the teachers uh, later on, but if you would, if you have a child who's graduating uh, this year from, you know, we usually do like kindergarten, uh, like eighth grade into high school, and then seniors, and then if you're working on something in college, you know, uh, if you're graduating, please let us know. You can let Christina know. We're going to be doing something for our grads. We did not have the opportunity to do it last year just because of the way things went. Uh, But uh, if you would uh, let us know, let Christina know, we'll be doing something in June, in the month of June for our graduates for this year, okay? Also, Encounter Team, the evangelism team, for those who are interested in that, who have signed up on the back table, there will be a meeting here after service on May the 2nd. So please note your calendar, May the 2nd, there will be a meeting for the Encounter Team. For the children's ministry, the meeting for that is next Sunday, the 25th. I wrote these dates down because on Wednesday night, I don't know what I was talking about. If you heard the service on Wednesday, you would have thought I was on vacation this week. It's because I know why. It's because my last day at the job I've been at for 21 years is on May the 3rd, and it can't come soon enough. (laughs) So I am rushing the weeks. (laughs) I am rushing the weeks, and I'm like, yeah, we'll be on vacation next week. Eric's like, we go the week after. I'm like... I got another week of work, (laughs) although I am off two days this week because I have my granddaughter at spring break, and then I am off three days next week, so I have less than 15 days to go at my job. I'm excited about it because I can sense the grace is lifting for that job. There's more frustration. (laughs) There's more everything, so it's time to go. When it's time to go, it's time to go. You know, right? You know inside. You go, oh, I can't do this. So, thank God for the grace that's been there, and I thank God for the opportunity to move into what he's called us to do. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Well, the title of this lesson this morning is Watch Your Language. And this is going to be a little series, I don't know, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks, depending on how long uh, we have to to do it. And so, people are probably thinking, "Uh uh-oh, pastor's going to talk about cussing and fussing, swearing. I don't think we have to talk about that in this church I hope I would we don't have to talk about that in this church no the language that we're going to be talking about is the language of faith that's the language we're going to be talking about and the foundation for this series is found in 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13 it says in the passion we have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. So we also first believe, then speak in faith. Now, how many of you in this congregation speak Cape Verdean? Okay. Do not laugh at me this morning. Okay. Do not laugh at me this morning. I am Cape Verdean. I'm what you would call second generation, because my parents were born there, but I was born in the United States. Correct? All right. So uh, after I got into about the second or third grade, we primarily spoke English in the house. After about third grade, because by by then mom knew how to speak pretty good, you know. So before that, we spoke Cape Verdean, and so after that uh we started speaking english primarily so um we and there were you know there were times where we did speak creole or cape Verdean, uh, but for the most part we spoke english growing up because you know my mom my sister taught me how to speak english i guess at one point i didn't know how to speak english which is foreign to me I'm like what so my sister taught me how to speak english so by the time i went to school i already knew how to speak english and so then, you know, we taught each other and everybody in the house, so then mom, you know, she learned, and so then we just spoke English for the most part. Um, when, you know, it came in handy for me and my sister, especially when we moved to Oklahoma. They were like, Cape Cod, that's where you're from? We're like, no, Cape Verde, my family's from Cape Verde. We're trying to explain it, they're like, show us where that is on the map. At that point, when we were in Tulsa, you the map they had in class, it wasn't even there. Because it's like this little speck, 400 you know, uh, uh, miles off the coast of whatever. And it wasn't there. I'm like trying to find it. I'm like, no, it really exists. And they're like, where? In the water? Where is it? I'm like, I'm telling you. it's. it's it. They didn't know what we were. And so they're like, yeah, we know where Cape Cod is. You said Massachusetts. I'm like, oh, Lord. So they didn't know. So me and my sister, it came in handy for us to speak together when we didn't want anybody else to hear what we were saying. So we understood each other just fine. You know, and and my mom, you know, we're in the store at different times. If I'm in the store and I want to tell her something, but I don't want people to hear. So I'll tell her, you know, Cape Verdean, and she understands. She understands what I say. Um, But I'm not proficient in it by any means. When we get around our extended family, like my aunts and uncles and my grandparents when they were alive, now, the, all you'd hear is Cape Verdean, that's it. You would not hear English being spoken, maybe a word here or there, but it's mostly Cape Verdean. And I understood everything, I could understand everything. Um, and so that, that was their language. Um, again, not proficient in it, so for me to speak to you in Cape Verdean, it's a, it's a, has to, I have to think about it, I have to think. And for some reason, when the words come out, It doesn't sound as good as it did in my head. And they laugh. People laugh at me. So it's uncomfortable for me to speak in that language. It's very uncomfortable because I'm like, I'm, I'm not around. Why? I'm not around people a lot who speak it. So, you know, and I don't speak it consistently like I should, especially now i don't even really speak it as much now and so i'm not proficient in it well it's the same way with our faith language if i don't consistently speak it or if i'm not around people who consistently speak it i'm not going to be proficient at it i'm going to be uncomfortable i have to think about what word to use in a certain situation it just doesn't come naturally like English does to me. Well, a lot of people, that's how they speak faith, just like me with my Cape Verdean, And so we're going to talk about getting proficient in our faith language. And that's what this series is about. You know, I know the vocabulary, but I don't necessarily know how to clearly communicate that to you In Cape Verdean, I don't. And I'll give you an example of it later. So, faith is a language, and we can become confident in speaking it. I have no confidence in speaking Cape Verdean. In fact, I thought about speaking a few words here, and I might later. And if I do, again, much grace, because I'll do what my aunt said. You know, we were laughing at them, and she goes, okay. We were laughing at their English, and she goes, oh, speak Cape Verdean. Well, I'm going to tell you to speak English. <laughs> and we could both laugh together at each other. So, no, but I'm not confident in it. It, it takes work for me to do it. But that's the language of my people. <laughs> that's my parents' first language, and I'm not confident in speaking it. Think about that. Think about that. You've heard of English as a second language. For many, that's what it is. Well, faith should not be our second language. It's the language of heaven. It's the language of heaven. It's part of heaven's culture. And we were called to bring heaven's culture down to this earth and everywhere we go. And so we've got to speak the language of heaven, amen, everywhere we go. Look again at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. So we also first believe, then speak in faith or speak the language of faith. I just put that in there because it makes sense. Now, this is going to be a series because I believe that God wants us to be proficient in speaking faith. This is the answer to the question, where is my breakthrough? I've been reading scriptures and praying. I've been confessing it, kind of, you know, when the Spirit moves me to do it. But I'm not seeing my breakthrough. I'm still struggling. This is the answer to that question. Where is my breakthrough? Look at Mark 11, chapter 22 to 24. Now, I'm, looking, I'm reading it out of the New King James Version. I know in this church, we've heard this passage of Scripture quite a lot. And I, I want us to get to the point where when we hear Mark 11, 22 to 24 or 25, When we hear that, we get real excited about it because the Bible is our faith manual. And this verse of scripture is a key, key faith scripture for us. And so we should get real excited because we'll never exhaust all the revelation that's in Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24. We'll never exhaust that as long as we're here on this earth. When we get to heaven, all things will be fully known. But here on this earth, we revelation and light will continue to come to us if our hearts are open every time we turn to this verse. Amen? And so it says in verse 22, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, A mountain is anything you can't move yourself. That's a mountain. Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, what things, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have them. Glory to God. Dad Hagen would often have us count how many times the word says is in verse 23. It's three times it says, says. (laughs) And then he would say, how many times does the word believe show up in verse 23? One time. There is a great emphasis in this passage of Scripture on saying, on saying. There's a great emphasis there on saying. Because faith speaks, and it has a language. It has things that it says. I fully believe that the majority of born-again, spirit-filled believers, born-again, spirit-filled believers, they're, they're experiencing the delay in receiving from God, not because they don't believe. I don't think that it's because they don't believe. I believe it's because they're not speaking what they believe. That's the problem. We can believe something, but we've got to say it. Say what you believe. I believe that's the majority of believers that that's where we're at. It's not in the believing. It's not in the believing for the majority. For some it is. But it's in the saying. And that's why there's an emphasis here in this passage of scripture. I like what Dad Hagen said as well. He said in one of his books, the door of the supernatural swings on two hinges, believing and speaking, saying. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and Mark 11 support that statement. First we believe and then we speak. Let's look at another passage of scripture that does this as well. Romans, and this will sound familiar to you. Pastor Justin talked about this the last time he ministered to Romans chapter 8, verse, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 8 to 10. But the faith righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of Moses God's living message is very close to you, as close as your own heart, beating in your chest and as near as the tongue in your mouth. Verse 9 says, And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of the righteousness of God and then the mouth confesses resulting in salvation. We believe in our heart and we speak that belief with our mouth. This is how we receive salvation and this is how we receive everything else from God. Think about creation. God said, Let there be light. Let there be whatever. Fill in the blanks. And there it was. There it was. There it was. Hallelujah. Faith is what created this world. And you and I. Faith was spoken before it was written. And it was written so it could be spoken. Amen? Glory to God. Now, before we look at speaking some more, I want us to look a little bit at the believing part because there are two kinds of unbelief. Lack of knowledge, this is when you don't even know that you need to know. This is John Maxwell talks about this in his uh, 15 Laws of Growth. He said, your first starting point is, I don't know that I need to know. I don't even know that I need to know it. Well, lack of knowledge, that can be fixed by getting in the Word. Getting some good teaching down on the inside of us. That's how you fix that, not knowing. Knowledge will come when you actually open the book and read it, right? Then the second uh, unbelief, the second kind of unbelief is not doing the word of God. Or I like how uh, uh, Mark Henkin said it. He said, uh, being unpersuaded to act on the word of God. Unpersuaded. To act on the word of God. That is unbelief. Because if we really believed it. We would do it. We would do it. And so unpersuaded. And the only fix for that. Is to act on the word of God. (laughs) Very simple. That's the fix for that one. So in this case. The action we're talking about. Is speaking faith. Okay. So this is why daily fellowship. In the word is important. Prayer is excellent and we should pray on a daily basis. But prayer apart from the word of God is not going to be as fruitful as it could be. Prayer apart from the word of God won't be as fruitful as it could be. The foundation of all of our prayers need to be the word of God. The more you hear God's word, the more you'll believe him. Amen? Easier it will be to believe him. This is what produces that spirit of faith that 2 Corinthians is talking about. This is what produces that. Because the spirit of faith feeds off of revelation, wisdom, and knowledge of God. I don't know about you, but I sure love it when I'm reading in the scripture something that I've read maybe a thousand times in my life, and then something just jumps out at me that I've never seen before revelation and light hallelujah and that's what keeps our faith alive and growing revelation and light hallelujah glory to god being a consistent doer of the word of god is equally important i can read the word of god every single day but if i'm not doing what the word says including speaking it i'm not going to be consistent in the fruit that I bear, or in the results that my life produces. I will not be consistent in that if I don't consistently get in the Word and do the Word of God. Remember, I talked about how limited my Cape Verdean is very limited. Um, it, you know, when I speak it, I'm limited. Well, When we're not provisioned in our faith and not confident, we put limits on God. We put the limits on him because he says, I give you everything to enjoy. He says, I withhold nothing good from you. But we limit him by what we're saying and what we're not saying. Our language limits him just like Cape Verdean language. I'm limited in speaking that language. Glory to God. There's a fix for it, though. Praise God. Let's look at the language of faith. We're going to start this and we'll continue it next week. I want us to be so proficient in this faith language. You know what proficiency is? It's the advancement in knowledge or skill. It's progress. I heard Mark Henkin say this week, the spirit of faith is always pressing for new territory. The spirit of faith is a pioneering spirit. I just love that. Glory to God. We are becoming proficient in the language of faith. We are pioneers and we are pressing every day for new territory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I remember when I worked back in 2003, 2004, I worked at the cancer center and it was actually an infusion, part of it, an infusion center and it had, uh, we did hematology and oncology, so it wasn't just chemo, uh, we also did like iron infusions, those kind of things. And so I worked there and everybody knew I was Cape Verdean, there was a few Cape Verdean people that would come and say hi to me and I would say, you know, the, you know just little stuff, just little things, you know. And so one of the nurses one day came to me and I was very proud. My heritage, and they'd be like, You can't, yes, you know, like, do you speak? Yes, you know, I was always like, You know, you speak? Oh, yes, yeah, you understand? Oh, yes. So, a nurse came to me, I was in the office working, and she's like, Maria, you're Cape Verdean, right? I'm like, Yeah, you speak? Oh, yes, proud of my Cape Verdean heritage. She goes, She motioned me to follow her, so. You know, I walked out of my office. This way is the front area where the secretaries are. So I thought, we're going this way. Someone messed up their appointment or something, or they're going to take too long. I know how to tell someone, Vumeste okay? okay? I mean, espera. I didn't even say it right. Espera. Just espera. Siente la okay? Because, you know, to busy. That's how I would say it, okay? to busy. This is my kid. Don't laugh at me. Okay. So I know how to say something, or, you know, uh, yeah, this is how I speak Cape Verdean, not good at all. If you knew what I was saying, you'd be like, what in the world does she tell these people? I'm telling them, you know, you today is not your day. You're going to have to come back. But I don't know how to say they're busy, too busy, and they have to reschedule your appointment. I don't know what the word reschedule is in Cape Verdean, right? That's not part of my vocabulary. So I just, you know, was like, oh, we're going there. No, we're going to the infusion side of things. We're going to where the guy's getting his whatever for the first time. So we walk in, and she goes, come with me. I said, oh, okay. So the guy's smiling all very nice, found out later we're related. He was at my grandmother's funeral. I'm like, oh. (laughs) So I'm like, hi. He's like. You know, just real nice now. I'm trying to determine, is he one of those Cape Verdeans that know English, that can understand, but they, you know, and they just don't like to speak, or does he not understand at all? So he's just smiling at me, so I'm like, oh, no. So I said, okay, what's the problem? And she's like, okay, I'm going to give him the possible side effects (laughs) of this chemo that he's getting today. And I'm like, oh. Now, my ears are beating. Like, my heart is beating in my ears. I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna be good. So I'm like, okay. And he's like, (laughs) I'm like, okay. So she's like, the first one is dry mouth. (laughs) So I know how to say mouth, book. Okay, got this. Dry. Now you gotta understand, Cape Verdean is like Spanish. If you know Spanish, you don't just say orange juice in Cape Verdean, I mean, in Spanish, you say juice of orange. It's like backwards. Because I did, I, a, a pastor friend of mine was getting her uh, degree, her bachelor's degree. And so I critiqued all her papers and everything was backwards. I'm like, oh. it was just all, everything was backwards. I'm like, dude, you got to speak English. You got to write it in English. So I had to turn around. So you don't just say orange juice. It's juice of orange, you know. And so I'm like, do I say mouth dry or dry mouth? I'm like try to think, okay, simple book. I don't know. I'm like trying to say how do i say this and so he's like i said oh he got it he's he's good so then she said okay the headaches i'm like oh to dwib i'm like i don't even know this is supposed to be saying possible and i'm telling him your head is going to hurt you know <laughs> after you get done with this and he's probably like what are they going to hurt my head i'm not telling him a headache i'm just saying it's going to just hurt well then where it all ended was with possible frequent urination So I just looked at him, and he goes, "Oh, I understand." I'm like, "Oh, you understood all of this?" He said, "I understand." I'm like, "Oh, thank God, thank God!" So every time he came in, I looked the other way and ran <laughs> because I'm like, and I told him, "Get in, a Portuguese interpreter can help with this." So that's what they started doing. I'm like, "I am not your girl." This is not my language. This, I mean, I, but you said you speak Kay Yeah, but not like that. (laughs) I speak to my mommy, (laughs) you know. I could have called her and she could have talked to them. But it's, you know, not knowing, it's so uncomfortable. And I could really hurt that situation. (laughs) Yeah, I can hurt that situation. He could have said, oh, I'm not doing this, you know. Or, you know, okay, do it. And then they never told me this. You know, and so that's, I was way out of my lane there, way out of my lane. And so that's what happens sometimes with us when we have no proficiency and no understanding of the language of faith. We can get all messed up. And we get intimidated because I know when I get around people who speak really well, I'm just like, "Mm." (laughs) let me just listen, let me not say much. I'll just speak all English. Well, sometimes that's what happens to us. We get around someone who's further down the road and more proficient with us in faith. We get intimidated. Our confidence level goes down. And so we don't say anything. We just stop talking. And now we're not speaking faith. Or we look at them because we don't understand it. And we say, well, they're just extreme and over the top. I don't understand what's going on with them. They're just over the top. They're extreme in their faith. Just because we don't understand something doesn't mean it's wrong. That's a word for the day and time that we live in. Just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's wrong. And so, you know, we may look at people and say, oh, they're extreme in their faith. Well, they're further down the road. They're more proficient than I am in speaking faith. Same as no different than with Cape Verdean language and my lack of ability. Again, vocabulary. I know the words. I know the words in my head. I know the words, but it just doesn't come out because I've not taken the time to speak it. And I'm not around people who don't, who speak it. Same thing goes with faith. This is what happens. You got to think about every single word that comes out of your mouth. And when you start speaking the faith language, that's how it starts. And that's why we get a little impatient. Oh. That's Nina's thing. Oh. She said that's what E.E. was doing yesterday while we were putting a bed together. She goes, E.E. got mad. He was like, oh. But that's how we get when we, they say, you got to watch your language. And we go, and we got to watch every word that comes out of our mouth but then it becomes natural it becomes natural when I talk to the singers you know I say you know I sing every day right when I was on the praise team I'm, I'm like I sing every single day I use this voice but that's not working on my vocal cords at all if anything it's putting a strain on it until I purposely practice I use my arms on a daily basis I put things up, I put things down, I put things around, I may dance here and there. But it's not until I go to the gym and I pick up some weights and purposely work on my arms that I build that muscle, that I get that strength, that I get endurance. I'm using them every day, but they are jiggling like anything because I'm eating too every day. I ain't working on it, right? But the minute you start to work on it, same with your vocal cords. You do vocal exercises and you work on it. Singing is not going to help you improve your voice. Now, it will help you learn the song, but it doesn't help you improve your voice. Same with working out. Just because you use your arms and your legs doesn't mean that you're building muscle. You've got to focus on it. Same with faith, the language of faith. Work on it by, okay, yep, oh no, I shouldn't be saying words like that. You know, faith is about life you know faith has a tense it has a tense just like the english language has past present and future faith has a tense it's a language and we've got to learn that otherwise we'll be speaking contrary to that and that's how we receive from god that's why we're not receiving that's why we have the question where's my breakthrough like it's god's fault it's not his fault We just need to start speaking faith. And there are things we shouldn't say. Yeah, things we shouldn't say. So we'll talk about that some more next week. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to look at one more scripture. Hallelujah. Let me find the scripture first of all. Where might be that scripture? All right we need to develop in this language of faith Uh, second corinthians 4 13 actually that references another passage of scripture Um, it says we have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures turn over to psalm chapter 116 verse 10 in the passion i'm reading out of this is the verse it's referencing psalm 116 verse 10 the psalmist writes even when it seems i'm surrounded by many liars and my own fears and though I'm hurting in my suffering and trauma, I still stay faithful to God and speak words of faith. He still believes and he still speaks words of faith. No matter, faith doesn't change. The language doesn't change. In the English language, they may use another word for this word. Or they may tell you, oh, this is a new word now. But the root of our language does not change. Faith Never changes. The language of faith never changes. No matter the circumstance, no matter good or bad, faith language doesn't change. It will always remain the same. Hallelujah. They may come up with other words, but the root of it will never change. So we're going to look at next week uh, more into our language of faith. And we'll look at some specifics, things we say. Things that believers should say. Things that we shouldn't say. You know, And at first, we're going to have to watch. I'm going to tell you right now, this exercise, it's like when you're learning English. How many of you had to learn the language? I feel sorry for you. I'm sorry. The English language, I think, is one of the toughest languages. They say like another languages, but it's one of the toughest to learn because we've got five words that mean the same thing. When do you use there or there or there or there? There There's so many words that mean the same thing. And so it's so hard. So kudos to each of you who have learned our language because it really is hard. But when you're first doing it, you're not that good at it, are you? You're not that good. And it's not the expectation is that you won't be. You're never good the first time you do anything. Just keep that in mind because when you do it, then you won't be disappointed. But you get better at it the more you do it. Well, it's the same with learning faith. We're going to start right at the beginning. Things you should say, things you shouldn't say. And we are just going to get real proficient in it. So that way it's second nature. When you practice your vocal things and do that kind of stuff, when you get on the stage, you don't have to think, okay, I got to breathe here. Okay, I got to, oh, I got to make sure I'm singing. No, you have practiced. It just flows from you naturally. You're not thinking any technique while you're on the stage. You're just singing. And what you practice behind doors, everybody else enjoys. And that's how faith is. We're going to practice it, practice it, practice it, and get so proficient in it that when you begin to speak, you receive. You just receive what you're believing for. Amen? Glory to God. Let's stand together this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just when we're getting into it. Glory to God. That's all right. We'll be back together next week. Praise God. Father, I thank you. For the language of faith, we have your faith living on the inside of us. It's alive and growing as we receive revelation and light and wisdom and knowledge, Father God. We thank you that as we go forth from this place today, that we go forth with joy. We go forth in peace and we go forth with revelation knowledge of who you are and the things that you have set aside just for us. We thank you for your favor that goes before us this week. We thank you, Father, for all the things that you're going to accomplish in and through us. And Father, I'm just so grateful for the things that you accomplished here this morning. We thank you so much for your presence. We thank you so much for your ability. We give you praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you to those who joined us online.